0: Did you get started, Charlie?
2: I just cold Ooh. called the network. Uh, they actually were going to call me. They, they called cold me. called the network? Yeah, I called them so many times that they actually <laughs> said call you in to say no to your face. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, looks like someone has an interview." <laughs> <laughs> I, I got an interview. Nice. <laughs> i went in there i'm the kind of guy that you know once i got my mind to it you know you get an opportunity you open the door a little bit and then you know you try to try to make it happen um <laughs> i i really cold called them i i i pounded the door down they actually literally no joke wanted to tell me no to my face because i wouldn't stop calling them so when i went in and met with the president of the network and red Sox and bruins all i know is when i left everyone was like what the hell just happened and then they one, <laughs> what, what I I have a problem believe that <laughs> yeah. one producer said there's no way in hell that we cannot give this guy a chance because his just alone the energy and personality alone it's there's, there's no way we're gonna give we're giving him a screen test so they called me up and they gave me a, a screen test and as they say you know As I say, here we are 24 years later. But um, the funny part was, I love saying this story because it just puts a smile on my face every freaking time. Everyone in that room thought I would fail within the first six to eight uh, months. There's no way it would happen. Every one of those people in that room have been fired by the network since. I'm the only guy still there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
3: <laughs> so,
0: what do you think? What do you think the difference was? What What did you have that that nobody saw that you've been there for 24 years, 10 Emmys? For Pete's sakes, you not only have stayed on, but you've done incredibly well.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, it's just perseverance. People who are talented like Kurt and driving the machine. You know, just determination, uh, loving the brand, loving what you do, just thinking that you're not working every day, but being creative. I love being creative. I love coming up with new shows. I love making people laugh. I love writing the episodes. Every process and every step of what I do, I thoroughly enjoy. And every process and every step of what this company does, I'm involved in. I have an agent, I have, I have three or four agents. I have managers, but th- I'm involved in everything. I love what I do. So that's the key. There's no Jerry Maguire, you know. Jerry yeah. Maguire is not coming in and making you a bunch of money. Um you have to continue to push your brand much like 724, much like the cigars, much like the smoke shop, much like the 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 the, uh, the bar. It's it's being around good people to help you and 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 exercise those 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 dreams and and execute those dreams. So I always tell my kids and I tell everyone else who asks me the hard part is just as equal as as staying there as it is as, as it was getting there. Getting there is so difficult. Hmm. Um, and nowadays it's so different with so much watered down stuff with YouTube and all yep. of these outlets. Um, it's difficult to maintain um, viewership and maintain a brand. Um, so I'm proud of the fact that I'm a brand and I've maintained that. And I'm also proud of the fact that I'm not really satisfied with one iota of where I'm at. I think there's a whole future of where to go. So that's, that's what I, that's what I strive on getting to the next level and keep on moving.
0: Awesome. Who Who are some of your, your uh, favorite guests that you've had on the show up till now? Well, Kirk
2: Kendall, of course. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. I'm not even there's a just little saying. bit of Brown
0: right there. A little bit of Brown. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean you know I really don't even I love the question I know a lot of people always ask me that question and and I just never really answer it with a straight answer because everybody's everyone's special to me there's so many episodes whether it just be because of the travel or like I said Kurt was there when I was doing the whole uh, teppanyaki grill chef thing and it was hysterical it was just absolutely I was a Japanese chef for an evening and and, and just stuff like that Uh, you know jumping out of planes, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, just doing, you know, there's so many shows. Mm. Uh, if you had to pick it's... a celebrity guest, I mean, the only person that really, I mean, there's been a lot of people who I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Um, but the one that I actually worked with and filmed with that I was so star I, I really was, I was like, I could not get around it. Um, because it reminded me of a, you know being a kid and everything, and with that that and I and there was a lot of other people that I like. I said I talked to when I was doing my sitcom in Los Angeles. You know I was ha- hanging out with. I mean I walked in the room and there's and there's Tim Burton and uh, Johnny Depp. I'm like I'm like oh hey guys how you doing? Hey what's going on? Oh so you having some wine? You got you, is, I got to let you get another glass of that for me. <laughs> I was like <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm just hanging out because my my agent was doing. um, Alice in Wonderland, um, oh, wow. they had those guys there. So, I mean, S- Sylvester Stallone, I mean, he was in a bar. And I'm yeah. hanging out with my agent and I walked over and I, every time I walk over and you see someone that you, you, you want to make fun of them, like, hey, are you, hey are you doing, hey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the one guy that I worked with, not to leave you hanging on this, and I think that you'll see why, I could not get around it. it was uh, Adam West? Adam West, Batman. I did a. Uh, I, I Adam West, him. unbelievable. Uh, his soul. The stories that he had, I mean, the things that he did, the the humor that he brought, the <laughs> genuineness as a person. He was just. It was just so amazing to be able to spend three days filming, hanging, um, and just being around Adam West. I would say that was the one that was just like every time I saw him or he moved or he got a glass of wine i was like jesus christ look at batman drinking that wine.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> who let me ask you this you know looking forward who are some people you would love to have on your show uh, yes, that's a good question for
2: alive alive i mean
0: Well, yes. I mean, dead people can't fish.
2: I know. I'm I'm proof of that, you know? So, I mean, I I don't even think about, like, I don't even think about it that way. I mean, I don't. Um, I always try to really honestly think about the concept of the show and how cool it would be. Um, But selfishly to hang out with somebody, I mean, obviously Stallone, I mean, you know, and. Um, but I don't even think about it that way. I mean, there's so many people that we do shows with, and there's so many people that reach out and collaborate. I'm just privileged to be in that in that conversation. I feel very, uh, I feel very fortunate when I'm around other people who are talented, and they respect your talent. That's all you can ask for in, in your life, I think. Um, you know, well, how, think-
0: do you, how do you come up with who's going to be on the show? Then, if you're not thinking, oh, I got to find this person, you know, how does how does it come about that you say? Oh, let's let's have adam west on the show
2: yeah. organically usually i mean usually they watch it on tv where whether it be ness and amazon espn whatever it was and they would tell their agent like oh i want to be on that show like you know like hulk hogan like hulk watching it in florida and he's like you know i want to hang out with charlie moore and i want to do some of that with him you know what i mean so it's just a, it's just organically you're at a golf event you know you're hanging out at twins and someone comes in who knows somebody you know, we probably get about, I would say, you know, 5,000 emails around the world that people, people, people that want to fish and do a show with you, from a local firefighter to, you know, a mayor to a governor. Um, I try to stay away from the political side of it because it just, it, I can't handle it myself, let alone the viewers.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, one of the things, one of the things that, you know, I've been smoking cigars for over 20 years, and one of the things that always seems to, come up is fishing and cigars, fishing and cigars. It seems to me it's, it's just one of those, it's a marriage made in heaven or something. And watching your show, that's certainly true for you. you got cigars that you're smoking every freaking episode and every, every, it seems like every scene, there's a new cigar with a different color band in your hand. (laughs) Like you say, now is, is that cigar smoking there? Is that for you? Is that like keeping the bugs away or is this, part of the process of your show like like you're saying the it's it's not really about fishing it's kind of creating an atmosphere where you can get these people in a in a place that people don't normally get to see them in and you Mm -hmm. get to really get comfortable with them and they open up in ways that you just don't see on normal talk shows or lifestyle shows do the cigars help with that or are they more just keeping the mosquitoes away or just feeding well, your
2: addiction? You know, it's twofold. It's, <laughs> we live in a funny world now. We live in a funny world now. And, like, it's twofold. It's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I'm I'm the only guy on TV who's smoking a cigar. And I've been the only guy for many, many years as far as this type of show. I mean, whether it's a movie or whether it's, a, you know, that kind of thing, that's, that's different. I've gotten emails from a lot of my actor friends that are, you know, who love to smoke, uh, uh, who are just like, you know, man, I can't believe you're still doing that. It's awesome. Keep it up. But you know, guys like Michael Jordan, as, as as long as eight, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, getting beat up for, you know, I'm um, beat up not physically, but 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 abusive, right. but, uh, you know, uh, for being on the golf course, you know, smoking a cigar. They're not letting them on the you know course with a cigar. You know, I don't want to go down this road tonight on the show with you and, and be all Debbie Downer. But you know, Americans are just giving away their rights to do just about everything. I mean, I don't even I don't even know what people are thinking. We're just a big land of friggin' snowflakes and a bunch of friggin' <laughs> birds walking around like you're robots. So with me with the cigar was this was, the, you know, and, I, and this is kind of personal. and I don't, I don't mind bringing it up. I don't want to get too far into it, though. The cigar issue for me was the that was the reason why I started my downfall at ESPN with the number one rated show. I mean, I was making a lot of money. I had a number one show. And then the, the president of the network called me on the phone and asked me to stop smoking cigars. And I said, no. And he said, "If you don't stop smoking cigars, we're gonna, we're not going to renew your contract." I said, "I'll tell you what. I'm make a deal with you. You you have all the major league baseball players stop stop chewing tobacco in the dugout and putting that on Sunday night baseball, and I'll stop smoking cigars." Yeah. So right there and then, he said, "You're fired." I go, "I'm fired. Good. Fine. I had a two-year contract left, but they shelved me, so I I I got shelved even though they paid me. All the whole thing started because of the cigar smoke." Wow. So, I, I still smoke the cigars in the show. I try to do it. Um, um, I don't do it. Be, I don't. I try to slow it down just to scope, not because of the fact that I don't want people to know that I smoke cigars. It's just the fact that the same thing with wine. Pretty much every scene, you can see me smoking for <laughs> 30 <laughs> minutes, and I'm drinking for 30 minutes. People <laughs> <laughs> you know, die next week. You know what I mean? So, it's like, <laughs> so I told to Kurt. Kurt and I were talking about it the other day, and I, I, I even told him. Um, you know, I mean, uh, we filmed with Orlando Cabrera and uh, we, we filmed up at Kurt's Place for a couple of days with Orlando Cabrera. And, uh, you know, it's not like I don't want to smoke and I don't want to promote that. These episodes cost anywhere from twenty-five to $40,000 an episode. You know, they come back and say, take out the cigarettes, cigars, smoking cigarettes. My cameraman always lighting a Marlboro 66 to Marlboro 72, <laughs> always. Just to piss off the world. Just to piss off. We get emails all the time. I wish you would stop smoking cigars. I'm like, are you kidding me? We get emails all the time. I wish you would stop saying the F word on TV, even though you beep it out. I know what you're saying. Our response <laughs> is, I wish you would shut up and go to hell. That's our response. Just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's calling you. Your mom's calling you. You're 52-year-old. Your mom's calling you. Turn your man card in, okay? <laughs> Worry about your wife. I've you seen your wife. Nice. She looks like crap. Look at your wife. You're worried about my life? My wife's smoking hot. Look at your wife. You need a new wife. That's the, spot. That's the start right there. I get a <laughs> new <I> <laughs> <laughs> about everybody else's business? Worry about your own business. I'll do what I do. If you don't like it, then tough, tough. Forget about it. Ridiculous, man. So I love to smoke a good cigar because I enjoy a cigar. Uh, But like I said, Kirk comes to my house in Florida. I mean, my 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 spittoon tray has about eighty-two cigars. That's before (laughs) lunchtime. And I like ding ding. That's
3: that's (laughs) a place.
0: (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) They all set twenty-four cigars. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's good. Now, uh, Kurt tells me you grew up around a cigar shop.
2: I did. I grew up around a cigar store. My father has a cigar store, and I grew up as a kid knowing uh, cigars. My dad smokes cigars, and so I was really brought up into the cigar world uh, as a young kid. But like like you said, though, when you're out in the water and you're golfing or you're whatever, just the cigar is just... Like I said, it's just a, it's it's just, it's a great, it's chill, it's relaxing. It's like having a glass of whiskey or, you know, and um, people always concern themselves. Another thing that bothers me is like limitations on what you want. Like, oh, you should only have one glass of wine. I'm (laughs) like, I'm having about 10 bottles tonight. So leave me alone. All right. If you don't (laughs) want to leave my house. By the way, leave the bottle here. <laughs> See, if you enjoy something, you people almost guilt you into enjoying it these days. If you can handle it, some people can handle it, and I I respect that, too. You don't force people to smoke cigars. You don't force people to drink whiskey or, or wine. But some people can really handle their lives, and they control their lives. It's all about control, and there's no problem with that. So. My boy smokes cigars, my 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 my, my daughter smokes cigars, um, my wife occasionally has a cigar. I mean, you know, we're we're not we're not a family to just enjoy your life, because when you're dead, I don't even know if you guys know this. I'm not sure anyone listening w- listen to this or watch this. I don't know if you guys know this, but when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're I'm getting really back, deep so. here on Not Just Blowing Smoke Tonight <laughs> <laughs> When You're Dead you d- Did you know that, Bree? No,
4: he's not wrong He's,
0: he's, not wrong. Wrong. he's definitely wrong oh.
4: <laughs>
0: Kurt, do you agree with that?
5: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> <you're dead>.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I think oh. we're unanimous, folks mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Enjoy the life that you have now Because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring
4: Especially lately
6: Right Absolutely. Now, when you're when you're
0: when you're doing a show like yours, Charlie, you, you've got all the people off camera that you're not seeing. You got your guests on. You're on a boat. You're walking back and forth. All sort, all sorts of stuff can go wrong <laughs> when when you're doing that. You must have some really good blooper kind of stories that you could share with us. About things that happen behind the scenes.
2: We <laughs> usually put a lot of those in the show. I mean, obviously, we show the, the the crew, and we usually have three boats out there. Kurt was out there, so he was a, the, the third boat boat with his beautiful boat uh, on the on the, his lake. Uh, but we usually have three boats. We have two identical boats of each boat. Usually, something if something happens, I jump in the other boat. You don't even miss a beat. But we don't try to hide the fact that if I'm yelling at Sean or uh, I'm yelling. At- <laughs> And I'm, i hear the show. or People are like this guy. They're like, wait for it, wait for it, and there it is. And there it is. So it's kind of like this <laughs> it is. I really can get intrigued by people who think that I'm acting or they think that this is not really my personality. Um, I get a lot of that. And people that think they know me, they they there's a million stories, but you know what? Like like we just agreed on. I'm not going to die whenever I do die and be like, man, I wish I had a little bit more fun. I just really think America right now needs to shut the hell up and just have a little bit more fun and just relax, tone it back, stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane and relax. And <laughs> nobody is having fun anymore. Remember when we were kids and, Remember, you watch TV and you watch Happy Days, and all you were concerned about was was a hey, the fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I watched Jack Tripper. He was gay. I was okay with that. I mean, I'm fine with it. Three is company. I mean, come on. I mean, everyone loves Chachi. Come on. I mean, we're just. I just think America just needs to have more fun. And the one thing I'm trying to do is, uh, and I'm gonna do is, uh, like I said earlier, when Kurt does his job. We talk about it all the time. You know, we just like he says to me sometimes. He's like, "Man, I don't even feel like I'm working, even though I've got a lot and I'm working." It's like that's the best thing about life when you can enjoy it like that. Right. And I think America right now is worried about everybody else. Do it, do it, do it this way. If you have an opinion, that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to your opinion and do what you want me to do. You don't, you don't tell me what to do. Okay, we got to find a new country to go start our own little new Idaho again. We need another, another <laughs> team <teen> party <laughs> <laughs> somewhere boys, girls. <laughs>
0: now has any of this stuff with uh um the COVID 19 has that affected your show at all as far as being able to record stuff or have guests you know come on who can't or you know how how has that made things difficult if at all for your show
2: well, the the difficult part was the projects that we had in the can. I mean, like like I said, I, I went to L.A. for three years and um, did a sitcom called Mad Fish, which 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 was uh, uh, put out by Paramount Pictures and uh, 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 um, uh, Fox bought it. Ultimately, I I I did not like the deal. Believe it or not, mm. uh, I did not like the contract and the wording in the deal about certain things. I turned down the the the, the contract a three-year deal with a sitcom, and I sold it to Tim Allen. So Tim Allen's sitcom is based on my life. The Last Man Standing is about an outdoor guy. He's an outdoor man, and it, he, it sucks. He's not even close. To, I t- Tim, you're not even me. You suck. Go back and be in Home Improvement. <laughs> Go back and be in Home Improvement. Oh, man.
5: Put your tool belt
2: on.
3: Yeah,
2: and he's had a good run with it because he's so vanilla. He's so middle of the road. He knows exactly how to play it. He doesn't piss off anyone. He doesn't uh, upset the apple cart. Um, and he just plays vanilla right down the middle, which is fine. So it's, he's had a good run with that show. I'm, I'm happy for him. It's made me a lot of money, and I didn't do anything. So, But that's not what it's all about. But what what it is all about is I do two shows. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. I do two shows for the NHL, and I host one of them. They're both my shows with the Boston Bruins and mm-hmm. the NHL. I do Behind the Bee, which is with Dennis Leary. So that's my show that okay. I created with the Boston Bruins and Cam Neely. And I do Bruins Academy, which I also host that show. And it's my show that I created with Cam Neely and the Bruins and the NHL. Those shows have been deeply affected by COVID-19. Uh, obviously, with the Bruins coming back, we still have very little access, which is a bummer. I'm hoping right. that that changes, uh, but I don't know w- what the foreseeable future will be. I do know the shows are still uh, greenlit, and we're still going to continue to do them once we're able to do them. So that's, you know, and I'm not even really complaining about that because it's giving you a little time to just chill down. So other than the Bruins, you know, we 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 did take eight weeks or six weeks where we just hung out kind of at home and did did the did the thing that everybody else did. But now we've been filming. You know, we did the show with Lando Cabrera and Kurt. And we did five Mm -hmm. other shows and we're doing a show with Rick Middleton. We're doing a show with um, Dave Russo, comedian Dave Russo. And, and um, so uh, we're, 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 we're business as usual. Thank God.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now (laughs) you and Kurt, and this has kind of come up, you know, several times so far in the interview that you're, you're good friends. And, you know, to, to me, you guys are like the, the odd couple. I mean, you're very loud and outspoken and, you know, kind of say whatever's on your mind without any filter. And Kurt, you know, when, I, when the first time I interviewed him, I had 32 questions because I knew if I did not have at least that many, he, he wouldn't have anything to say. You know, you got, you know, you have hardly any hair. He has enough hair for like eight people. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he loves his thing is going and getting old signs. You love being outdoors and fishing. Mm-hmm. How, how the heck did you guys meet and how did your relationship start up? Because it just seems, you know, you're in the spotlight, Kurt, if, if he could be black lit, you know, he, he would love that, you know, mm-hmm. not have anybody see him. He's he's not somebody who wants the limelight. You're, you know, when you've been at Twins, you got the entourage and everything coming with you. It's you know when Charlie Moore is at Twins. (laughs) How did how did you guys meet? How did your relationship start up?
2: Well, I think Kurt's the salt of the earth. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of friends, uh, and everyone has different personalities, um, and everyone has different you know, ways about them, but that's what makes the world a great place. That's what makes America and the world so much fun to be able to talk to people about their jobs and about what they do and to be able to be around somebody with a different perspective and different point of view. He's, I think Kurt is just a really solid all around, just genuine person. I think he's considered one of my closest friends because I trust him. To me, it's all about trust. Um, it doesn't matter how much money you make or how many cars you have. It doesn't I don't give two craps about any of that. And uh I think he feels the same way. So I met him when I went to twins um a, a bunch of years back and I, I talked to Sean and um and this is the funny backstory is I was gonna buy the building that he that he that he bought over at um, <laughs> you know. You were gonna buy it? What were you
3: gonna buy it for? I don't know. <laughs> <and>
2: tackle.
5: <laughs> i like gray
2: actually no, he, wanted, honestly, he wanted
5: a restaurant over there
2: yeah actually it's a great it's a great uh it's a
5: great location
2: yeah restaurant site but I, I so the lady was like it's under agreement i'm like really i said I drove by like a hundred times like and it was like literally like that weekend he had done it and i was like literally that like monday so i was like so she's like, it's really kind of new. You want to get involved in it? And I'm like, well, let me talk to the guy. So I went and talked to Kurt, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to – I mean, even if I could do anything, which I would never do, it's not my style. I'm like, this guy's a really good dude. I'm not I – mean, he beat me to it, and good for him. And I, he started talking about what he was going to do, and I was like, oh, man, that's total spot on. I mean, I can totally see it. So um, – but we got along great, and um, – like I said, I think that opposites attract in so many different aspects. But um, you know, I, I think that he's just a really genuine person, and he can get going for for sure. He can have fun, and he can cut up the rug, and he can. We've had some real fun times going to the Bruins games with him and and, and Jen and, the, and my guys and my wife and my my boys, and we got the big party bus, and man, we have some we have some yeah we have, have yeah, some times. Yeah, we kill it. <laughs>
0: Kurt cutting it up look like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like
3: what, to see a video of that. I tell you, what,
2: you gotta if you go to Amazon and I'm not just pump, pump pump pumping my show on Amazon, but I think Amazon season four the first episode is, um, well if you go to the I think it's the naughty list. So I think it might be the, 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 the that 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 holiday special that we did.
0: The holiday the holiday special.
2: With Tony the Elf, my son Tony the Elf. Kurt has the best line in that whole thing when he gets asked, "What's your favorite holiday movie?" And it was just people die when he gives the answer. It's hysterical. So I think it's the first episode, Madfish Bash of two thousand nineteen. I think it's called that on Amazon Prime, season four. You watch that, and he has a line in there. You know what I'm talking about, Kurt. It was a stitch, total stitch. So what did you say, Kurt?
5: Uh, you love to tune in and watch it. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, see, this is
0: not so back. cutting it up that I was looking for, Kurt. I want to see you cutting it up.
5: Uh, you'll, have it to, up. you'll have to tune in. We had a great time. Charlie yeah. always throws a crazy party, and uh, he he likes to interview all his uh guests and. Uh, his sponsors and uh, always very uh, thoughtful of everybody that's there. And he asked a lot of unique questions and I gave a very unique answer. So <laughs> we'll to watch, check it out.
0: Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to come back to this, you know, we'll have to have you back on and, and see if the numbers from Amazon jumped up about the uh, holiday episode there after this goes out and everything. All right. Um, now you recently did, you know, I know that you had Kurt and Orlando and Sean out fishing and stuff like that. Did, did Kurt do
2: okay? He does. Okay. Yes. Um, he, okay. He, yeah. Cause he, he really spends most of his time, um, um, flaunting his, his, um, cigarette boat. So. <laughs> <Take a> cigarette <laughs> boat. He's, he's, he's driving around in his, in his um, Hulk Hogan cigarette boat. That thing's a beast. That's a beautiful boat. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, <brother. laughs> so he's um, you know, just what a what a beautiful day that it was as far as the weather and everybody couldn't have been nicer and it was just a great spot. A lot of fun. Fishing was really good. Um the time time constraints were a little bit, you know, it's like like I said, the whole COVID thing, it's a little, it's a little it's it's it, it is changing a little bit of the filming um schedules as far as you know we do try to jam a little bit more in because people don't want to hang as long or spend two or three days so hopefully that all frees up when this thing starts to move away because it's getting a little old but we had a great time just the same and that episode airs tonight correct no the episode we did tonight i mean usually the episodes are six to eight months out so we film in june it'll be it'll be you know december um you know, we we usually have eight to ten episodes in the can. Uh, we have we have a team of editors. We have like four teams of ed- you know each each team has a show assigned to them. So Kurt's show was done last September, right, Kurt? I mean, when was that thing, right? We filmed it last September, right? Yeah.
5: I think it was, yeah.
2: Yeah. So last September we filmed it, and um, we came to the smokeout, you know, the 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 seven twenty four smokeout, and filmed some stuff there. <laughs> And um, we had some fun.
0: You going to be back at the barbecue this year? Definitely. Awesome. awesome.
2: Not just because not, not contractually I have to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: now, Kurt tells me, too. Charlie, how
5: gonna... how do they find that show tonight?
2: Uh, tonight it's on Nesson. Tonight it's on Nesson. It's not on Amazon. It'll be on Amazon season five, which will probably drop in january or maybe by the holidays usually we try to have two launches a year which is brutal but um because it's 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 brutal but that's what we try to do but tonight's on nesson it's on every night of the week this week
0: so that's awesome yeah now Kurt tells me you're really into cars too you want to talk a little bit about that
2: yeah
3: yeah yeah Yeah. Uh,
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> like He's, got <laughs> He's got a Chevy Chevette. Got a killer Ford Focus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. love Yeah. I love. I mean, we both love cars. Everyone. I mean, most people I know love. They got some sort of hobby, right? I mean, so I'm. I'm a big. um Car guy, I love a lot of different styles and I just love that i just i don't know I'm in love with boats and cars and bikes i i I got a new bike and so yeah, I mean I just when i'm down- not doing my stuff, I kind of like to go out there and tinker with the with the with the with the vehicles and do all that kind of thing you know so it's just it's a lot of fun it's peace of mind it's relaxing as you guys probably know
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. and now, you had said that you were looking at the building that we now work in <laughs> as a restaurant. Have you opened a restaurant somewhere?
2: I'm involved in a few restaurants. So other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I'm involved. So into cooking. Uh, uh, what?
0: Really into cooking. You love...
2: Yeah, yeah. I love to cook and love the. you know, got my own spice line. Those are really good spices. And, you know, we're involved in some... We're involved in... um three you know three or four restaurants and just kind of like invested in um I don't know if I'm gonna open up like my own restaurant just because I'm not ready to be a Maitre D and talk about the glory days just yet, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Hey, that's the guy used to be on TV. Hey, that's the guy. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. You know, just yet. It's a very hands-on business, but with the right people, it can be very uh, uh, rewarding. But I'm not ready to open my own, even though it's been talked about many, many times with with big groups and big restaurant groups and big investors. And I just sometimes want to focus on what I'm doing. So um, that's that's my plan right now. Is just to keep on doing what I'm doing and and, uh let the doctors be doctors and the nurses be nurses and the cops be cops and politicians be politicians but it's so funny because every actor wants to be in a rock and roll band and every rock and roller wants to be an actor so so it's like (laughs) every actor's like I got my own band it's like okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Now, we're getting just about to the end of the uh, cigar here. Um, I want to go around and ask people what they've been thinking about the uh, Factory 57 here. Bree, what what kind of experience has this been for you? What kind of tastes have you gotten? How did you like it with the pairing?
4: Yeah, I think people always always go go into into Factory 57 57 expecting it to be... be, um, um, a little, little bit bolder, bolder than it, it actually, actually is. It's not in a bad, bad way. way. Um, you you know, know, it's. I was expecting, expecting it to be a little bit. Um, more peppery, peppery, but I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, surprised that, that it actually rounded out very well. well um, I'm a huge fan of the 1874 series, the Connecticut series. Um, I haven't experimented, experimented much with Factory 57. 57. Um, I, feel I feel like the pairing itself is a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy. You know, you know it's, it's our 724 24 select barrel, 724, 724 cigar, uh, uh, meant, meant to be, be pear, pear made in heaven. So, yeah, I'm, getting, um, I'm definitely getting like undertones of pepper, and then the bourbon is kind of adding an extra spice.
1: Paul, what about you? What are you getting? Uh, The Factory 57, to me, is one of my favorites uh, in the the 724 line because the Nicaraguan Jalapa wrapper really brings out a lot more spicier flavor and richer aroma. Uh, I think it's going great with the High West. Uh, The High West has that nice spicy sweetness, getting a lot of spicy sweetness from this cigar, some nice earth, uh, really, really smooth. Uh, I agree with with Bree that it's not uh, a very... It's not very powerful at all. I think a lot of palates can really appreciate this. Um, I certainly do. So I think it's a fantastic
6: cigar.
0: Nick, what's your favorite thing about this cigar?
6: It's ridiculously smooth for Mm. a medium-plus cigar. Most of the medium-plus cigars that we do offer in our walk-in are going to have some pepper. They're going to be strong. Um, This one, being as medium-plus body it is unbelievably smooth super rich little earthy some leather no spice even on the retro hill no spice and with the pairing it is an unbelievable pairing it you get that little sweetness on the drink you get that with the cigar a little bit it it is an unbelievable pairing i love it and this is my go-to in the toro it's awesome i love the factory 57
0: yeah. Factory 57, the, the Toro is my favorite size in that line too. Dave, do you have any thoughts that have not already been given? Not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm in a few words. An honest man. <laughs> Who
0: knew? Uh, well, I'd echo what people have said here. Um, it, it, I think people you know, expect this to be a really kick-you-in-the-face kick cigar, and it's not. It's you know, very smooth. And one of the things I love about it is this really nice, deep sweetness on the finish. It's, and which just goes incredibly well with the bourbon. Um, I, I do get spice from the, uh, cigar. Um, so, you know, unlike Nick, I pick up a fair amount of pepper on it, but, uh, it's still not out of the realm of, uh, you know, uh, what somebody who's like into medium bodied cigars, they could still handle this. Oh yeah. It's absolutely, not absolutely. it's not you know, you don't have to be a really strong cigar smoker to appreciate this. What do you like about it, Charlie?
2: I like the fact that one thing that people really talk about like creatures of habit, they uh they always go to the same cigar. Mm. Uh, and I think that getting outside of the, your uh your comfort zone and trying a whole different assortment of, of, of cigars is probably what a lot of people should think about doing. That's why when, you know, if you had one cigar, if 724 had one cigar and everyone loved it, <laughs> I mean, you, you would you would need to have 42, you know, 42 cigars. But yeah. it's amazing how many of my friends, um, and people that I can't stand even, uh, <laughs> It's amazing how many of them smoke the same cigar over and over and over again. So, my advice, um, obviously, like I said, the 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 factory fifty seven is is I mean I smoke it four five six times a week. I like the WK wrapper probably a little better because the lighter one I tend to go way light because I might have like two or three in a day or four or five in a day, you know. So, um, and I think that. Um, People need to try some different different flavors and different sizes and different um, uh, blends. Funny story, funny backstory, real quick. Funny backstory. One of those people I'm talking about is myself. I was always a Toro guy, always a big Churchill guy, always just a. Kurt is the one because of the. You brought all those. You brought all those little cigars, Kurt, and I started dipping into your stash. <laughs> just, you know, not, not just because they were free bro no i didn't say that
5: i wasn't <laughs> thinking that
3: say
0: <laughs> not saying that wasn't totally involved in that but.
2: <laughs> i started to smoke those those little ones or whatever you know the corona you know the, the corona, corona arrows yes and i'm like man i was like yes okay and then i started to really change up that, uh, the fl- uh, size of the cigars and have a nice little variety of mix. Um, but I do like the cigars. It's uh, it's kind of like a bottle of wine. It's so funny, right, because all cigars are not created equal. All bottles of wine are not created equal. So it really comes down to preference.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but, yeah, it's a great cigar. That's why I smoke it. So,
0: Kurt, what's your favorite thing about the Factory 57?
5: You know what? I- I'm on the same page as Brie. Uh, and Nick, this cigar, basically anybody could smoke this. It's rich, it's full flavor, but it's uh, you know, any palate could enjoy this. It's not too strong, it's not too mild, so a lot of the cigars we blend, we try to blend uh, to every palate. We like it uh, so it's flavorful enough for the guy that likes uh, rich, full bodied cigars, but also smooth enough that uh, a mild smoker will enjoy it, so that's how we blend a lot of these uh, different series of cigars for our brand.
0: Awesome. Now uh, I normally do a segment, you know, on the show called pastor Padron cigar confessions, where I kind of talk about my cigar pet peeves, you know, and uh, but I want to turn that around and I want to ask you guys, what is your top Cigar pet peeve with people—people
2: people who smoke them. People who smoke them—they oh. oh, piss me off. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally, I can totally see Charlie Bor taking a picture of himself with like eight cigars in his mouth in front of a non-smoking sign.
2: You know? Oh, but, I, you did know, oh I did that. I, I've done that. <laughs> of course you did. I got in trouble. I go in the rent-a-car, and it says, the rent-a-car, you get to do the show, right? So the crew picks you up when you travel, and they get that big sticker, and it says no smoking. And I always go like this. I go, and it comes out, and there's me with a big puff of cigar. And I, get, <laughs> I get the email. Oh, so you're the guy that rents the car and smokes cigars in the non-smoking vehicle. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, guy, I. Am. This guy right here. <laughs> 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 the hate email. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Father. I'm going to hell anyway. I'll save you a seat, okay, bro? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Kurt, what about you, what's one of your big cigar pet peeves?
3: Uh,
5: probably. Like Charlie mentioned earlier, people are so uh, already have a judgment on what they like when they haven't really experienced other things. So, I have friends and I, I always have narrow ring gauge cigars. I try to uh, share them with them, and they're always completely against it. They don't want anything to do with it until they actually in- sit down, relax, and enjoy it and uh enjoy the benefits but you also have to learn how to uh s- smoke a cigar like that you know in, in about two minutes you can uh really turn around and enjoy a cigar like that the my other really big pet peeve is uh probably when somebody mashes it out in the ashtray and uh <laughs> just stinks up the whole room and like really disrespects that uh Last bit of that fine cigar.
3: Uh,
6: I, don't think you, I don't think he's talking about you, Paul, but yeah. Are you, are, are you talking about anybody in particular?
5: No. no. Is there somebody in this room that does that?
0: Uh, you wouldn't hear me say that. No. no I'm not going to say anything. I have to work with these people. I don't do it when you're in the room, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Kurt, you uh, supplied us with uh, some very special cigars for the second half of the show here. What what are we going to be smoking for the second uh, half of the show?
5: So I was digging deep in my humidor, and I was trying to find a cigar that had some age on it. Uh, i found a box from 2013 so it's got seven or eight eight uh, years of age and uh, I figured we could try it out it's the original blend it's the uh, 724 size which is uh uh Corona gorda it's one of my favorites I always smoke that and I'm actually anxious to try it out myself and uh share it with you guys so it's uh it's got that brazilian matafina wrapper Um. The the mm. normal characteristics of this uh, is very nutty, lots of cedar tones, and it always has a nice white ash. So mm. I'm hoping that we enjoy uh, that situation right now.
0: Well, we're just taking them out and lighting them up. Now, was he able to treat uh, you, Charlie, with one of these?
2: Yes, I'm going to try to move locations here now that it's stopped raining. So hope bear with me. I'm going to I definitely want to dive into this one.
0: You're a man, smoking your house.
2: Yeah, I don't want
3: to get oh. my ass <laughs>
0: mm. All right, well, let's light this up here. This should be very interesting.
1: There uh,
0: we go. So, Kurt, what have you been uh, doing up there at the lake today?
5: Well, today uh, I was, uh, it's, it's moving day, so I, uh, I've i been moving for a while and I was moving furniture today. I got to uh, enjoy some time with my daughter Maggie, mm. who was uh, probably my favorite thing to do, and uh, she's my favorite person. I uh, got to have a nice meal with uh, Maggie and Jen and my good friend Al, who was uh, a a serious uh, pet peeve guy who all he ever smoked. When I met him, I said, I yelled up to him. He was in his this big boat. And I said, Al, what are you smoking? He said, I'm smoking a Rocky Mattel Howitzer. He said, I'll smoke <laughs> this for two hours, and I'll smoke it down while I burn my fingers. <coughs> so I've been hanging out with Al now for about a year. And uh, okay. I got the guy drinking tequila, smoking Lanceros, <laughs> uh all kinds of stuff and uh it's really fun to get people to enjoy things they might not normally.
0: Mm, that's very true.
5: So we grilled pizza on the grill tonight and we had a couple cigars. I had an IPA and uh then it was time for this show which I was really looking forward to. I apologize for the poor lighting as uh I'm just I just moved into a house where uh I don't really have a good environment uh to do this, so <laughs> <clears throat> I, and, and I really don't mind it's being a in the dark. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: well, we can still see the background there. It's it's looks like it was a just an absolutely gorgeous day. Campfire lighting out there on the lake. Yeah. No. So, Paul, yeah, what are she's... you picking up on this uh, age
3: seven
1: twenty four here? <clears throat> Right off the bat, I'm getting a lot of smooth cedar and earth. It's Mm. really, really fantastic. And you're absolutely right, Kurt. The ash is absolutely white. It's fantastic. Mm
3: -hmm.
6: There's just a great kind of cedary spice Mm. on this, too. You guys get the sweetness and the, the sweet and earth Yep. Cedar just, with a little bit of spice in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fantastic, man. This is, this is damn good.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, does this bring back any uh, memories of grandma grandpa and the old, you know, wooden lodge in the woods?
4: You know what? No, it's just, <laughs> just it's, it's, it reminds me like, um, the aroma it was weird. Like, cause you know, when you light it up at first mm-hmm. and normally I feel like, um, with your typical cigar you light it up you know you just really get like the smell of smoke but with this i actually got a little bit of a sweet aroma off of Mm. it and it's like that's interesting um and then as soon as i puffed it for the first time there was like a slight bit of pepper on the tip of my tongue that faded into that cedary sweetness that you guys were talking about Mm. it was like
2: so it's it's solid so far
0: charlie what are you picking up on this bad boy
2: it's a bit nutty. It's a bit nutty. <laughs>
0: what kind of nuts? Are they almonds, pistachios, <laughs> macadamia, perhaps? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's nice. It, it's, it's nice. Just, <laughs> it's, nice yeah, it's all stuff. right. These it's, nuts. Just, it's just so chill, you know what I mean? I could. I could have... I could have this all night, four or five of them all night i mean this is this is nice um like i said uh i I prefer a cigar that's uh it's smooth and it's easy to smoke, you know it doesn't have a big bite um but yet, I like the little uh that is nice too, so this is really smooth, really nice um I can see it's gonna have a nice i don't know if you can get this on camera now. you can see the on my black shirt, you can see that ash starting, oh yeah. Uh, it's got that nice that nice like white ash, you know? So you gotta yeah, love a white ash. That's yeah. why
5: I'm back back in thirteen I used to roll these on my thigh. Oh yeah. Uh,
6: I can oils tell you white. That, that's why I taste some of this, How he rolls. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's the that's the sweetness that you get from his yeah. his thigh, his There's inner thigh. a little bit
0: of uh, thigh hair here coming out the side. Yeah.
4: I lie actually. <laughs> I like Dan. <laughs> What? I lied about that um, you lied. That unique comparison. I have a unique comparison. Oh, uh, let's that hear I've it. A farther <laughs> <into the cigar. laughs> I I was noticing the retrohale a little bit, and it reminds me of, um, you know, that like vintage Cracker Jack popcorn that you get, mm-hmm. um, like in those novelty stores. It's like delicious, like sweet. And you get that like caramel and like a little bit of like salty sweetness. That's mm. that's what I'm getting on the retrohale. So that's sweet. my, that's my unique,
6: um, <laughs> comparison. I'm almost getting on the retrohale, Danny, I'm almost getting almost like a, like a sweet molasses that you would get from rum, mm. like a yeah. well aged rum. You kind of get that deep, rich sweetness in there, which is really nice. I'm a big rum guy. So that for me is just, yes, you are perfect. a big rum guy.
2: I'm now, a big. Man. That's Bree's saying. Bree's talking about the Cracker Jack has the same thing with the caramel, right? The caramel had that caramel flavor. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question: Is it caramel or is it caramel? Caramel. Caramel. No. <laughs> <laughs> Carmel. It's caramel. Is, it, is, it, is it Aunt Mary or is it Aunt Mary? <laughs> aunt
5: Mary. Aunt Mary. Definitely Aunt Mary. She's not an
2: aunt
4: My wife Aunt Mary.
5: (laughs) Oh my goodness! All right,
0: now in a few minutes, anybody who's uh, watching live, I'm gonna give an opportunity to to uh, read some questions for Kurt, Charlie. Um, So if you have anything that you'd like to ask, put it in the comments, and we'll read them off in just a few minutes here. But uh, I got some questions for Kurt. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could get into the whole thing about you wearing a pipe shirt when, you know, you haven't smoked a pipe in like a million years. So
5: I thought but I'm, not, that, Dan. I'm not. I, yeah, I, mean, I love these guys. Briar works. Very, uh, very nice guys in uh, Columbia, Tennessee.
0: Yep, we brought in their pipes. I bought one myself to try it out. And it's a really good, good smoking, good smoking pipe. I'm real excited about them. Um, we're looking to have them, uh, uh, come up and do a show with us. Uh, you know, but it, it's funny. I, I asked about them coming up in the fall and, and as a company, they had decided not to go and do shows until next year, oh. you know? Wow. So the earliest, the earliest they would be able to come out would be like January, February. And even that might be a little bit iffy for them. So it, it'll be interesting to see, but it's, it's really affected a lot of these businesses like that. We've been fortunate to have, you know, it's one of the great things about this format, you know, doing the Skyping is that we can have guests on the show who normally would not be able to be here or don't need to uh, travel to be here. It's great. It's, you know, you, you've been there with your daughter, Charlie's at
2: his house, I'm, at, I'm actually in prison right now. I'm actually in prison, but no one needs to know that. Uh, <laughs> no one needs to know. I heard hear that.
6: <laughs> That's a nice jailhouse that you got there. Oh, in the background. Goes. That's perfect. Uh, uh.
0: Now, July is 724 month at Twins.
6: Go. Wow.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Kurt? What uh, specials uh, are going on with the 724 cigars this month?
5: Well, typically uh, across the country, we try to pick a a few select retailers to do some uh, special 724 events on 724 uh, uh, that year. A lot of times it falls right on our trade show. So Mm -hmm. it's been very difficult in the year past to get uh, our sales reps and uh, the stores involved because uh, they're always in Las Vegas. But uh, this year, with no trade show, we decided to uh, continue uh, doing the 724 promotion, and we're doing it in New Hampshire in our own retail store. Mm-hmm. So it gives people an opportunity to uh, buy a lot of 724 cigars <laughs> and potentially win some crazy prize packages. So we're giving away a bunch of stuff. Uh, You guys know more about that exact details than I do, but it's uh, just a fun time to uh, get people involved with uh, the brand
1: and uh, have some fun.
0: Paul, you want to talk a little bit about the specials that are going on at Twins for 724 a month?
1: Yeah, so it's all based around uh, box sales. So if you come in and buy a, a box of 724, uh, we'll give you a five pack of, uh, of 724 cigars. Factory 57s, right? Factory 57s for now, that's correct. Uh, the, if you buy two boxes, uh, you're going to get a beautiful Candessa lighter. What is that? That's an electric lighter. Um, we actually have them displayed at the store uh, a lot of people you know come in there and say gee what a great looking lighter uh, but this is your chance to come in there and actually own one um, and uh, you'll also get a five pack as well for anyone who buys three boxes um, you'll get a uh, a swag kit um, a five pack but also uh, a general admission ticket to our uh, 23rd annual uh, smoke and blues barbecue Ooh! So come on in and uh, check it out. We've got some uh, great deals going on uh, all month long. Yeah, and people.
5: I, said- I think we're also giving away uh, with those purchases. You get a ticket or tickets to win, and we're giving away one box each of every series of seven twenty four, and then one bottle each of our uh, barrel selects that we've made uh, in Mexico from Herradura, uh, right. High West bourbon we have jack daniels from tennessee uh single barrel and i think there's a couple more but uh it's an opportunity to win that prize
1: pack that's correct yeah it's in the uh two box and three box deal you get a uh, chance to win that uh that it's actually four boxes of 724 each one of the lines and uh four bottles of your 724 uh uh liquors.
4: Mm. And on top of that, you can upgrade for thirty dollars to the VIP ticket, which is Woo-hoo! definitely the way yeah. to go. Um if you get the three box deal.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That whole- I think we're
5: doing uh we're doing a hundred box deal too, where if you buy a <laughs> hundred boxes, you get a uh in an entry to win your own show on Charlie Moore. Yep. To <laughs> that's, I gotta tell you, that's a tough ticket to get.
2: I know. What happens I- when you win though, Kurt? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and the winner
2: thought... Kendall. Oh, again, again. <laughs> lucky. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have been lucky enough to, to win that because uh, Charlie's been gracious enough to film at our shop many times uh, at my home and in- include us, uh, in- including uh, our staff it's uh i always am very appreciative of that charlie so thank you very much
2: you're welcome and thank you very much you have a great you you know you have a great staff your 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 brand is uh very easy to promote um i love telling people about it so many people especially from my, my friends and i would say from new york up i mean i i i can't believe how many of the um cigar shops in new york and south carolina north carolina have gone away i mean one of the oldest shops in north carolina uh um south carolina Char- charleston south carolina right downtown charleston right there it's been, it was it was there forever and they they, yeah. they closed about two years ago three years ago um so really i it's 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 easy to promote um 724 brands um the fact that you have a killer lounge, uh, the fact that the back deck is just killer for people who want to get out, get some fresh air. And it's just a great location <laughs> right up the highway, whether, whether you're going north and south, it's just so easy to promote. I always tell people all the time, you know, because we get a lot of people who want to, you know, advertise, they call the network, they call my agent, they call people. The best type of, the best type of branding that you can do with a company is one that just sells itself. And with your brand, you know, it sells itself. So, you know, um, it's been a great relationship and, and I'm, I'm proud to say that, uh, even though apparently we're completely opposites, Kurt, <laughs> <laughs> uh, n-
5: yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you, Charlie, all the people you send in and, uh. They run tabs on your tab. I gotta settle up with you soon. <laughs> how
0: come I didn't know about that?
5: Yeah. <laughs> didn't <send> you in. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I see how it is now. Uh, all right, just for that, I'm gonna ask you a hard question, Kurt. Ooh. Ooh. Here we uh-huh. go. Now, one of the things that that I have always wondered about the various 724 lines, the original, the uh, WK, Hustler, and Factory 57, it's not uniform across each line what sizes are offered. 724 line, I think, has eight or nine different sizes. Uh, The WK has five. The Hustler has five. Um, You know, why... Why the variance in, in different sizes? Why not make each blend with, you know, each size of, of uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Why not have, why not have the I same know. sizes in each line instead of different sizes or less or more sizes depending on the line it is? You want to? Talk, I'm uh, sure there's reasons for that, so I'd, I'd uh, love there, to hear it.
5: There's a lot of reasons, and it's it's actually a little complex, but originally, when we came out with the 724 brand and we brought it back to the market, we were focusing on the original series. So originally, we came out with five sizes, uh, which at the time were the Grand Toro, Torpedo, Churchill, 724, Corona Gorda, and... I don't remember.
3: But, uh, I don't
5: know if I said torpedo. But we we focused the first few years on building that brand and that mm-hmm. series. You know, It was the only series. So it was it was the brand. So we built that up and uh, through a few trial and error situations. And you know, we came out with a Lancero. We came out with a Londres, which uh, turned into a mistake on how we uh, released the dog walker, as I told you guys last time. Uh, we came out with that Gagger size, which is a 60, with the popularity of bigger ring gauges and uh, a unique experience I had in Rhode Island. So after that, as we came out with new series of cigars. tell us
2: about the experience, please? Rec- <laughs> <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> uh, uh,
5: so I'm after that, as we... Uh,
2: sure i was there with you wasn't
5: i yeah we both had adidas sweatpants on no
3: anyways (laughs)
5: Uh, so as we came out with new series you know selfishly i wanted to come out with the sizes that i like to smoke the narrower ring gauges but i recognize that in the market what really sells number one is rebusso and toro and then number three kept coming in uh, with the popularity of the bigger ring gauges, was that Gordo or 660. So the Gaga. Uh, we couldn't keep coming out with uh, Lance Arrow and everyone and uh, all the sizes we did with the originals. Plus with all the uh, FDA rules and, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that's going on politically right now, we, we really don't have the ability to do that. Uh, right. we, we have... Release some and we are coming out with a few new sizes in the factory 57 which uh have been out a little bit in some test markets uh but there's a churchill coming out and a torpedo coming out in the factory 57 and then in the hustler there's a uh double corona and i think a a lonsdale is coming out so uh, those are new cigars that were going to be released at this year's uh, PCA show, Mm. which unfortunately was this week and canceled. But uh, because of the uh, situation with travel and uh, the factories being closed, uh, we weren't able to release those as planned. So they'll be out a little bit later in the year, hopefully, or even at the beginning of next year.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Um, well that's something to look forward to though I would love to see a torpedo in the factory 57 that would be I think fantastic mm.
4: yeah
0: mm. Um, Kurt have you found any really cool signs lately
5: <laughs> I, I really haven't uh, always my eye out. I haven't you really haven't had your, haven't
0: eye, had your eye, out. eye out you haven't been looking for signs
5: No, I'm always looking for signs, but the opportunities are much slimmer now. It is one of my uh, favorite uh, passions and uh, hobbies. You should do
0: more fishing.
5: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but It's hard to come by right now, and uh, there's so many people out looking for them, and the values have gone up so high that uh, everybody and their brother's out hunting signs, you know, with all the popularities of these TV shows and American Pickers, which is coming to New Hampshire soon. Uh, mm. uh,
0: I've. Uh, you gonna be on that show, Kurt? No. No. Ah, uh, you should no. be. I I I, I did throw
5: my name Kurt in the hat because they were looking for uh, people to uh, showcase, but uh, I haven't heard from them. Mm. I, I did have the. Uh, nice meeting with uh mike wolf a few months ago when i was at uh briar works and Mm. uh the gentleman that owns briar works brought me over to meet mike because uh mike has a big shop in uh columbia tennessee yeah and mike's uh very gracious he cooked us some hot dogs he showed me around he really uh took the time out to uh you know uh share the the craft together and the hobby so it was it was really cool
0: that's awesome. Now, Paul, you have some news that you want to read for us tonight, right, going on in the industry here?
1: Yes, I, and before I get to that point, Kurt, I just want to show you what a wonderfully constructed cigar this 2013 724-724 is. I'm stacking some serious dimes here, my friend.
5: Nice.
3: Yeah. Got about
1: awesome. at least two inches here. It's The, it's the, the burn has been razor sharp. Uh, the ash is white as can be. It's phenomenal. Thank you very much for allowing well, us to have. An idea. Well,
5: thank you no. for the uh, the Plasencia family for making that, and uh, they do a spectacular job. And that's the goal of this blend was ex- everything you just said. It's a nice firm cigar. It draws perfect. They burn razor sharp, and I love that white ash characteristic of the Madafina.
1: Now I'm going to try to uh, juggle the cigar and keep the ash going while I read this.
2: <laughs> all right, let's play some circus music. <laughs>
1: yeah, here we go. <laughs> all right, so score one for uh, the cigar uh, and pipe makers and uh, and the consumers who uh, who love them. Uh, district court strikes down the FDA warning labels for all cigars and pipes. In a move that could end up being a mixed bag for premium cigar smokers, the Federal Appeals Court has ruled that the U.S. Drug Food, sorry, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, cannot require warning labels for any cigar or pipe tobacco product. In a three to nothing ruling, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit ruled in favor for the plaintiffs in the case of Cigar Association of America et al., versus the United States Food and Drug Administration et al., i.e. the D.C. cigar lawsuit. At stake was whether the FDA had met its legal obligations to require warning labels for cigar and pipe tobacco products. The court ruled it did not. For premium cigar smokers, this ruling has no tangible positive benefits. Earlier this year, a, a U.S. district court ruled that FDA could not require warning labels on premium cigars Today's decision throws out the district court's ruling and modifies it to include all cigars and pipe, to, pipe tobacco products. For premium cigar smokers, this could have unintentional consequences. The most obvious impact is that FDA is now likely more motivated to put warning labels back on cigars because it likely wants those warning labels on machine-made and flavor cigars. It seems likely the FDA might have left the warning label issues for just premium cigars, excuse me, while I balance this out, alone. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) But now now the target is much bigger. This means the FDA can once again avoid defining what a premium cigar is and is not. The agency has never done so. But uh, the earlier ruling in regards to wearing uh, warning labels would have forced the FDA to do so. Now there's no need for it, and the agency likely will not.
0: So, Kurt, I'd love to hear your take on this whole thing. Is this a good thing that, you know, is it a big win for us that we don't have to worry about being forced to put big, huge, third of the size of the box? Hey, cigars cause cancer. Uh, on all boxes, well, I mean, it, it, or you know, what's your, what's your take on this?
5: Well, it is a win. It's a it, picture one third of the box covered in warning labels. That means when you open the lid, the front of the box, the top of the box, it really takes away from that. But it also is uh, a regulation that is completely unnecessary, uh, and there is very little. Uh, health effects from smoking cigars. And, you know, I've always been against it. It's been in the works uh, in possibly uh, having this uh, new ruling for the last few years. And some of the companies actually already went ahead and did all that. Yes. But uh, it was postponed for a while. And um, there it goes. Hey, We we got to see what happens. There's So much stuff going on right now uh, that we're unclear of that uh, we're hoping uh, will be minimal. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: a relief for me so, because the pictures look ugly.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Ruins the whole label. So if I could jump in, I, I have a few friends that are like Garth Brooks said, you know, I have a few friends in low pra- places. You know, so, <laughs> so, 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 wow. I, um, I had some conversations over dinner one night with some politician friends of mine who were pretty well high up on the chain. And I told them about the warning labels, not just for cigars and cigarettes and whatever. I told them that they should put warning labels just the same size as you're referring to on a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew (laughs) or on the packaging that you buy when you go to, you put your kids and, and you give them a Happy Meal. Cause the food in a Happy Meal will kill you before a cigar will kill you.
6: Mm. Yeah. Amen now, to now that. i a
2: scientist, I just play one on TV, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this guy who's, you know, he doesn't drink and that's fine, I'm not saying anything about him, but he's riding me like a $3 bill and at dinner because I had like four glasses of wine, I'm enjoying myself and I'm talking about, you know, just having a great time, you know what I mean? And he's over there pounding, pounding the Red Bulls, but he doesn't drink. I said, man, why don't you just get a glass of wine because you're really getting all my goddamn nerves, man. <laughs> so you sitting there pounding the Red Bull. I guess my point is... I told the politicians, if you're going to put warning labels on everything, put warning labels on when you buy a ticket from Southwest Airlines, because that plane could do about an 800-mile-an-hour nosedive into the ocean when you're on it. You take a risk with everything that you do in life. You have to make your own decisions. 'Cause that's what America's based upon. I love going to Italy, man. I filmed the show in Italy and I'm at the Waldorf Astoria and I put two cigars down at the Waldorf Astoria and Kurt, you know the story. Oh yeah. And said to me, Mr. Moore, will you be enjoying your cigars after dinner tonight? And I looked around and I went, Why, yes, I will. You know, what I was like, I mean <laughs> Yeah, that's great, please. Like, <laughs> Got to be kidding me! Now listen to this story. There's a French lady behind me, and she was smoking hot, and my boys were just staring at her because her chest was halfway out. No, I mean no disrespect. <laughs> she was out there, and my boys were like, dad I go, "Listen, guys, stop staring." I mean, give it a glare, but stop staring. You're killing me. <laughs> so, uh, she's smoking a carton of. Uh, she's smoking a carton of uh, cigarettes at the table. And then there was an American couple over there, and I saw the American couple from the corner of my eye complaining to the manager at the Waldorf Astoria in Rome about the cigarette and the cigar smoke that was coming from, well, the girl behind me and then and her husband and, and, and my family, because my boys were all smoking cigars. And, and the guy, they got into a heated argument, and you know what the Italian uh, general manager said? If you don't like it, leave the restaurant. Nice. I was like that. It was just, and she was in in awe. It was like it was just so wonderful. I'm just simply saying that. Look at the Mountain Dew these kids are pour, putting in their body. Look at the the the, the Coca Colas and the and the burgers from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at look at Dave.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, the, thanks Charlie the mac, and, the mac and cheese
2: Hey Kurt, oh, listen, you eat that mac and cheese too <laughs>
6: Mac and
5: cheese is so good
2: We all eat, hey listen We all. Sometimes you smell that Whopper when you're coming out That flame boiled Whopper and you're like You know what, I'm going to have one I don't care how sick I'm going to be later I'm going to pay for it later But I got to have one now At some point, uh, you have to make your own decisions and, and a warning label for people who smoke cigars To me to put it respectfully, is like giving gun owners more legality and, and and giving gun owners more laws. You're not passing laws for the gun owner. The criminal right. is not going to listen to any law that you pass when you have guns. A guy robbing a bank, does not check out the recent gun laws for that month as he's walking. <laughs> <into the pit. laughs>
6: no, he's not. No, no he's not. So right. <laughs> you are so right.
2: I mean, you know, if you want to enjoy a cigar, enjoy a cigar. I mean, you know, you get on a plane, it could crash. You walk down the street, you could get hit by a car. What are you going to do, man? Enough is enough.
5: Serious. Mm-hmm. Hey, you could be filming a show and get tackled by a, a New England Patriot.
3: It happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that
5: I was,
2: know you You now, now you have to ever. share that story. Well, <laughs> I won't get into details, but. Of course not. But because well, legality wise, but I mean, there was a New England Patriot who tackled me on the episode, and let's just say um, I was pretty close to being 100% <sighs> paralyzed. Oh, man. Really? And he had very little remorse until the, he found out that everybody really just came to my defense across the country in the league and the NA, and NFL players, the hockey players. They were just calling the dude out, like texting him. What do you What, what is your issue? So I got a half half ass apology. And uh, <laughs> uh, but that was one of the most unique. Situations in 24 years of TV. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro. Listen, just so you know, I don't. I'm not a professional player. I'm just doing a TV show. You know, so it's like you, know, <laughs> you don't need to tackle me like I stole your lunch money. You know, so so. But um, no, back to the other thing with the labels. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't know how everyone else feels about it. Um, but. um and look at the, look, if you, if you do some research and believe me, I've done it because just sometimes I just like to see what happens when they got rid of the Joe camel, <laughs> they got rid of the Marlboro, uh, the Marlboro man, the Marlboro man, remember the little Marlboro man, right. they got the kid, the Joe, Joe cool camel. And if you look at cigarette sales, Tell me where the cigarette sales are now. They're not plummeting at all. If anything, they're rising. Those companies are making more money than they've ever made because they're not advertising anymore. But they're making people are still buying cigarettes. It's like right. if people want to do something, they're going to do it. They have a right at to point, do that,
0: it. That was basically the the rationale of the ruling was that the the court said you haven't shown any kind of proof that putting warning labels on cigars is going to cut down. On people buying cigars, or inform people about the dangers of cigar smoking. You haven't shown that that they need to know, and you haven't shown that it's going to work, even if you do it.
2: Which, which four or five years ago, the huge tax they passed, that money on that extra tax for cigarettes and cigars was supposed to go towards public service announcements. So many a year that you ha- oh, yeah. you never see, I don't see any so I don't oh. see anything on TV. Massachusetts passed that huge law, and that money was supposed to go towards PSA campaigns to put on TV. I I can tell you I've seen a couple, but that's a huge amount of money. Those people are using that money for their own interest. We know it. You know it. I know it. And if you don't think it, you're just absolutely 100% stupid. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think one of the reasons Kurt likes you so much is you say all the things that he wants to say but just don't say (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh hey you know one of the things we like to do to end the show is is we go around we do a uh, would you rather question and so I want to ask everybody this uh question here would you rather and we'll start with paul all right would you rather go on a sightseeing vacation in europe or a relaxing vacation in the caribbean
1: Ooh. no i would rather do a sightseeing trip in europe because i've been to i used to go to the caribbean all the time before i ever went to europe and i used to think it was the best thing to do and then a couple of years ago I was I was fortunate enough to go spend a couple of weeks in Europe went to Italy Charlie went to Italy loved yeah. Italy yep. went to Germany loved Germany uh, mm-hmm. got a chance to do a day trip in France and that is my absolute favorite place right now is Europe and i i, I would i could i would go i would spend every every possible vacation day i could possibly get and go to Europe
4: nice
0: what about you um, nick do you even have
6: to ask? No, I
0: don't. So I expect <laughs> we, know
1: answer.
6: we know what beach you'd be on. Oh man, no, for <laughs> me it'd be the it'd be Puerto Rico. Every every chance I go to Puerto Rico every year for the last 14 years since I met my wife, and they have a house on the beach in Puerto Rico, mm. and I love going there. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to go to Italy, trace my heritage back and my family bloodline and stuff like that, but put me on a beach any day of the week. There's a lot to see in Puerto Rico. I went to a bat cave last year. We go to old San Juan. We get the history lesson there, but put me on a beach with a Pina Colada, nice. some, some snorkel gear. And that for me, I could stay down there for yeah, the sure rest could. of my life. Yeah. We've got to talk about opening up a twins in Puerto Rico yeah. Oh, Maybe we can sit down and uh, do a little franchise or something like that. We'll get, we'll get down there. Yeah, I'd be all for a twin self. <laughs>
3: <That's>
2: Absolutely.
6: <nice. laughs> Let's
2: start with Florida first, though. I think he needs one in Florida like you read about. Whew. I'm, yep. I'm, there. I'm, I'm there. there. I got <laughs> a couple uh, in-laws that uh, there. Hey,
5: hey, 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 easy. Who's going to work <laughs> New England?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we Dave, Dave know, what about you? <laughs> would you rather go uh, uh, touring in Europe or go to the Caribbean? Uh, I'd
6: definitely rather go to Europe. Really? Absolutely, absolutely. Why? Because it's just I don't. There's just so much more old world there. I don't know. There's.
0: I'm more interested. The in The world it. is older there. Yeah. <laughs> it's cl- well, it's closer <laughs> Not to Not more. Everyone <laughs> died from the coronavirus, so we're all young <laughs> over there now. Mm. I, mean, I, like, <laughs> I like castles. I'd go I like see castles. a lot of castles. There's there's no castles in Puerto Rico. So. Uh, there's a couple uh, old structures
5: there. There's Puerto Rico. There's some old so, structures there.
0: Yep. There's
3: Casas,
4: not Casas. Yep. Bree? <laughs> um, so as someone where my mom is Jamaica, Jamaican and I have a lot of family down there and can pretty much go down there anytime that I want, I'm going to have to say Europe just because as much as I love the beach and I love going down there every year and come for Carnival, Um, I've never been to Europe before and I've been wanting since I was probably like six years old to go do the whole, you know, like go to London, go to Italy, you know, just all around Europe, do the sightseeing, see the history. Um, I mean, the Caribbean is great. I love Jamaica going to Port Royal. They do have some really cool, like historical and OG pirate sites um and you can't beat the beach but i feel that there's a lot more world to see for me at this point so i'm gonna have to say yeah yeah. Mm. nice
5: my turn
0: yeah your turn (laughs) Uh,
5: i would have to say absolutely the caribbean i (laughs) would rather go relax i would rather be on a catamaran i'd rather be on the sand i'd rather be eating fresh fish I'd rather be just completely chilling. I'm, I'm not against going to Europe or one of those places, but vacations like that to me aren't necessarily vacation where you relax and you know uh, recharge. So if I had my choice, it would definitely be the Caribbean and then fly directly to Europe.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so I have such a great team. That I don't need to be at work ever.
6: Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. we appreciate that, Kurt. Thank you. Oh, I'm totally with you on
0: that, man. I'm I'm a Caribbean. I'd, I'd love to go there. I have not been yet, but yeah, I have. And my wife was born on Saint Croix. She, you know, she lived there the first part of her life. I would love to go down there. I hate the winter, so Europe gets a pass. <laughs> The Caribbean gets the thumbs up from oh, the yeah. drone. Charlie, what would what would you pick?
2: Yeah, that's easy. If I had my choice, I would definitely put my toes in the sand at Revere Beach and get a Kelly's clam plate.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and a needle.
0: Revere beach. Revere beach. Out of all beaches. Yeah.
6: That's the beach, man. <laughs> that is. he's definitely from new england
2: <laughs> yeah that's told, for sure i told kurt a long time ago and i will do this and he's on my list and he knows what i'm going to say next there's <laughs> no question about it in my mind i totally agree with everybody in what they're saying and I, I value everyone's opinion and their point of views and I, I totally get it um but i don't really disengage in my work that much i don't really ever tone back any opportunity to just relax. But the one thing that I'm going to do before I die, I'm going to grab five or six couples and I'm going to get a probably 150 foot or 12 foot yacht. And I'm going to fly to like, you know, uh, Italy or Rome uh, and, and then go on the boat and have a privately chartered, Uh, uh, boat to take us through the islands on that 112, 125 foot yacht, have the food cooked for you, have the, have the, um, that your own private boat, and you just cruise up and down the islands with five couples. Now, the only drawback is that we will be filming this for a two-hour Charlie Moore special. <laughs> well, that's how you get to write it off.
6: <laughs> Count me in for that right there. Count me in for that. I'll be all, I'll be all in right you there. Just, you just found your five couples. There we go. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all and in. And your that. sponsor
2: yeah yeah oh that's great but those islands down there like i i like you know i i I filmed down there uh i went to panama uh twice and filmed i went to uh, colombia i was talking to orlando cabrera uh, his family's from colombia and uh i'll tell you right now those my wife is italian and i'm 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 greek i'm greek orthodox and my wife's italian my family's from albania and um the Mediterraneans, the Spanish, um, you know, all those people on the islands, the, 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 they're, they're, great, they're so nice. They're such great people. And I'll tell you right now, the food is just, it's unbelievable. It's like nothing you've ever had in, in the States. Everything is fresh fish, it's fresh vegetables. It's fresh garden, everything. I mean, it's just apps. And I will say this. I don't know if it's the sulfates or what. You cannot find a bad bottle of wine anywhere from Panama to Italy to Greece to Albania. You cannot find it. <laughs> That sounds like a joke. <laughs> yeah. Just the food alone. Just the food alone. Just going to those uh, the food carts and the food trucks and the side carts and the, just the, the pastas and the, uh, the fresh fish. Everything is such fish, fish, fish. It's another misconception what people think about Italy and Greece and whatever. Italy and Greece, seventy uh, percent of their diet is clams, fish. You know, people think pasta, pasta, pasta. It's usually mm-hmm. fresh clams on a pasta or a nice white fish on, um, 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 on top of a pasta or or whatever. But I'll tell you, Panama, man, and Colombia, uh, and Italy. The the food I had over there, it, it just makes us look like we're weak over here, like we're like we're, <laughs> like we're like we're a step behind, man. Like we're a step behind in America, man. We really are. So, anyway.
3: Mm.
6: Hmm.
0: Well, final thoughts on this
6: 2013. If you can find it's it, buy it. For, if you can, if you can talk curtain to getting you one, mm-hmm. grab it because Jesus, mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Excellent, excellent cigar. Thanks, Nick. Everyone's gonna ask me now.
5: <laughs> dodge everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, you don't ever have to be here, Kurt, because we're so good.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick? Can I ask you a question, uh, Kurt? And you guys? Is there? I'm, I'm just asking because a few people have asked me. I told them that I was featuring um, cigars that Kurt was nice enough to uh, supply, and um, and then the the whiskey. Bree. So I'm wondering if you go to twins, like let's say next week, um, if you go to the cash register, is there availability for the cigars that we did smoke like the having them right there available and featured on this particular uh, episode? And maybe people would be easy for them to just purchase it, you know, is it, you know, something like that?
4: So we did actually, um, we transferred up a small humidor to our bar of 724 cigars and we, we kind of swap out which lines we have up there. I think for the moment it's, it's kind of new, it's kind of experimental, but pretty, pretty consistent still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we could definitely transfer up specific lines and kind of have a little blurb that we put out about, you know, being featured on not just blowing smoke and yeah, yeah like Paul, you,
2: you've transferred up some
4: recently too, I think, yeah. right? Yep. Yep.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, because I'll tell you right now, I'm not gonna lie to you. The matchup that we got going on tonight, and I'm not just—no pun intended—I'm not blowing smoke. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no offense, this, uh, this, this uh, this whiskey is killer. This whiskey is like is it's 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 got a great great flavor. Um, <laughs> funny, funny little backstory here. Um, I was over <laughs> at my daughter's house at my son-in-law's house, and I was babysitting our grandson, and course, my wife is an amazing mom, and she's handling that. I'm on the phone, and all day long, I'm walking around their house, and I'm aimlessly just trying to find something to do. I'm playing with the little guy here and there, but you know how fathers are—you know, they don't really care. So, (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) (laughs) just—I'm kind of walking around, and I see my son-in-law. My son-in-law, who's an awesome, 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 awesome guy, and he—you know—I love him to pieces. And my son-in-law. He's got this brand new bottle uh never opened before, 724 Jack Daniels. Uh Kurt, I think, uh gave him uh a brand new bottle of uh uh what it was a, a limited edition, right? You can't even buy the you can't even buy those, right, Bray the, the the 724 Jack oh, Daniels.
3: Yeah. Right. Exclusive.
2: No. So no, he's got business. a brand new bottle of it, and I'm sitting there and it's about five o'clock, and now I'm getting dinner ready for them. What do I do? I crack the bottle of 724 open. I'm, he comes home around 630. I'm like halfway down the bottle. And like, oh, my God. He says to me, he says to me, oh, oh, man. What, 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 what did you crack that open? I go. Yeah, he goes. Oh, I, I was I was saving that for a special occasion. I go, well, <laughs> I go tonight's a special occasion because I'm making chicken. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So we killed the bottle. So he's like, you got to get me another bottle from Kurt. <laughs> But I, I think my son-in-law would really enjoy. He loves Manhattan's and Bree. You talked about this f- feeling and tasting like a Manhattan, and really, I got to be honest with you, it it has all the makings of that, and it's it is definitely delicious.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah this popular. the High West is my favorite barrel select that Twins has. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just outstanding. The flavor is so unique,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it you know,
5: just, that, that whiskey aged in a uh, Manhattan barrel. Yeah, twenty five months.
2: Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that it's, it's great. It's, 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 wonderful. Um,
0: mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're just about ready to wrap it up here. Um, Charlie, thank you so much for being with us tonight and being willing to share so much. And Kurt, thanks. You're always welcome on the show, of course. And uh, especially if you wear a Briarworks shirt, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that smile he does look like a gnome doesn't
2: he oh <laughs> uh, we got stuff in the works for that i think i think i don't want to get i don't want kurt to get mad at me but he knows this is coming so i think we should let his beard grow probably until maybe the event the the 724 smoke out and he should pick a charity of his choice right now and have a donation jar going. And we Ooh. shave beard at the smoke out and all the money goes towards <laughs> charity. <chef. laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Call me out on
5: that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whole
5: show, not one beard comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well guys next week on the show we're going to be smoking the uh, don lino africa punda uh, milia which is the toro size cigar from them from miami cigars and we're going to be smoking the gawith hogarth black irish x Pipe tobacco, that's going to be some good, strong stuff. So you're not going to want to mix – well, Kurt may want to miss next week's, but uh, <laughs> no one else will want it because it's really going to be good. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was really fun.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are all wonderful. I always enjoy going down to the uh, lounge whenever I can, and uh, everyone's very friendly. If anybody hasn't been down there, they should definitely – go down there um, a lot of my friends go down there and you know one thing i do get is feedback from a lot of my sponsors uh especially in new england the national show is a little different because you're airing all over the world so different restaurants and stuff like that you hear things here and there but everybody that watches the show i've had a lot of people go in there and just be like wow they brought they brought bachelor parties there, four or five small little parties and they you know women go there and it's just they, they you know, a lot of my friends have a great time so it's good to hear good feedback. Uh, the product sells itself. And um, I certainly do appreciate all of you guys uh, and girls having me on. And it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate everybody helping uh, promote my uh, uh, shows. Like I said, tonight on Nessun, we're um, airing two brand-new back-to-back episodes. And one of them is with Kurt. It's called Fishing 724. And, um, you know, we really do appreciate um, um, the 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 loyalty and, and, and everyone promoting my brand. I do want to say one thing. 24 years of TV – um, I've never changed. Um, if anything, I'm, <laughs> I'm way more appreciative. If anything, I'm way more appreciative of what I, I, I have, um, my family, my friends, and my mm-hmm. brand. I don't take it for granted at all. So anyone who watches the show, uh, I, I do appreciate you watching, and I do appreciate you supporting all of my sponsors, including Kurt 724 Twins, all of his cigar mm-hmm. lines. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, I, I want to give a big cheers to everybody for having me on today and a big cheers uh, to everyone who uh, participated. Salute day. This is with bow-legged women. <laughs> oh, he said it again. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Thank
0: you, Charlie. I thank all of you guys.
5: Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, lot, on. On. Thank,
0: thank
6: you, Kirk, for coming on. Thank you very
1: much. <clears throat> that's it for tonight. We'll
6: see you next week. And that's not just blowing smoke. No, it's not. Another smoke, oh. another day.
2: Hey, is there there an after (laughs) party?
0: Not, not with the small amount of liquor that we were allowed to bring with us. I got got a ton.
6: Ah! 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 Don't we still got that twelve year in the back?
5: I got, I got the rest of the box of these two thousand
4: thirteens. The lake house, only an hour.
6: Yeah, we'll, we'll be there in just a few yeah, minutes. We'll, a <laughs> we're going to jump in the back of my truck, and we're all going to just go. We're coming up. Chris. We'll see you in all a bit.
2: Hello. Right. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone. Bye, yeah. guys. Appreciate it, guys yeah. and girls. I appreciate you guys supporting me. Thank you so much. And if you ever need anything from me, please reach out. Thank you so much. Thank Peace you, of
0: Thanks, thanks Josh. Awesome. Thank you, man. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Top down, hoping on a fat cigar